Welcome to Voices for the New Age with your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow. Each week, our show explores topics you've wanted to hear about with a focus on better health, wise leadership, and spiritual connections to help both your personal and professional life. Now, here is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Good afternoon. You're listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Juna Wotan, and with me here is my co-host, Steve Sokolow. Hi, Steve. Hi, Juna. Welcome, everyone. And our guest today is Deborah Thunderbeat, author of Sedona, Faces in the Rocks, Ancient Egypt Found in Sedona, Arizona. Deborah is an international multi-award winner, a musician, composer, author, teacher, speaker, and a pioneer in sound healing. She is also the author of Chakra Journey, Awakening the Chakras, Hand Drumming, Rhythms from Around the World, and Look Up, My Encounters with ETs and Angels. She's composed over 15 solo CDs and activational DVDs. It's an honor and a privilege to welcome you. (laughs) Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much. Sedona, Arizona is such a beautiful, magical place. When did you begin to notice Egyptian deities and sphinxes, but also the Hindu elephant, Ganesh, dragons, birds, and Mayan faces from Central America in the Red Rocks? The second week I was here, when I moved here 21 years ago, uh, totally guided by spirit, actually brought me to this huge sphinx. I had no idea it was here, and uh, I was like, thanked. I thanked Spirit because they said, go this way, and they stopped me right in front of this huge sphinx, and and I found out that it faces east, just like the one in Egypt, and then after that, that got me searching for ancient Egypt here in Sedona. I felt it very strongly anyway, and I found so far seven sphinxes here, and I actually found over nine major gods and goddesses, and I say ten because Thoth. He was actually from, they say, uh, from Atlantis, but, and not one of the major nine uh, gods from Enid, they say, in the ancient scriptures. I've been studying the ancient scriptures for 25 years, uh, ancient Egypt. So um, I, I guess they were calling me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what motivated you to photograph them for a book? Um, all my friends, I was showing pictures to my friends. They said, oh, my You have to write the book. So I gathered in um, hundreds, I have actually thousands of pictures of uh, different things here in Sedona. Um, So that's because everybody wanted one. So that's why. And I also do an ancient uh, Egypt found in Sedona drive tour now. That's so much fun. And I show the faces in the rocks and the Egyptian figures and like I said, that's a lot of fun, you know, <laughs> get out in the land, you know. Uh, author and spirit photographer Adela Toy was on the show a few weeks ago, and she claims that nature spirits, devas, and interdimensional artists create these images found in rocks. Uh, what is your take on that? Um, this is a very um, ancient culture here that no one knows about. They've actually found ancient Egypt in the Grand Canyon, which is two hours away from Sedona, Arizona. They found uh, hieroglyphs in Phoenix, Arizona, which is two hours south the other way 
of Sedona, Arizona, and they have found uh, hieroglyphs in Lake Powell, which is three hours north of Sedona. So something's going on here. It's not just a coincidence or there's an ancient culture that no one knows about thousands and thousands of years ago. So I saw a documentary on the History Channel on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, in your book, you mentioned that in 1909, the Arizona Gazette newspaper reported finding ancient Egyptian artifacts in the Marble Canyon uh, region yes. of the Grand Canyon. Uh, and that links to ancestral stories passed down to Hopi Indians. Uh, can you tell us any more about that? Well, let's see. The Hopi lived in the Grand Canyon, I guess, before the flood. They lived inside the Grand Canyon, and they were there for thousands of years. And they don't talk about Egypt, but they talk about the ancient ones in the rocks. They do talk about that. But when they came out after thousands of years, they lost their history because they were there for so many for so long that they forgot their their you know history. So, um, but they they don't talk about Egypt. They don't at all. So I, I know a lot of the shamans there and I've actually shown them some of the pictures and they it kind of blew their mind, you know, they were like, where is that? You know, <laughs> so I've showed them and they're excited about the whole book and everything, too. And um, yeah, it's just magical. It's very magical here. Yeah, the uh, uh, I'm, I'm half Native American. I'm Choctaw, which we made it with the Mayans. And we, um, you know, we've, I've always been taught that the, the rocks, the faces in the rocks are the ancient ones and they're the ancient spirits. And they, we talk about uh, when uh, like a ancient one passes away, they go into the rock or they go into a tree, you know, um, but I'm not sure that they, these are like statues. If you see, you've seen the book, it's just mind-blowing where people are going oh my i i have people here that have lived in sedona for 20 years um, my friend drumblo melchizedek flower of life he's lived here i showed him osiris he works with osiris from the osiris temple the flower of life and he said oh i've been here 22 years and never saw that so i pointed it out to him he was so excited that he ended up doing a testimony for my book which is wonderful and yeah, so when people see the, oops, I'm sorry, when people see the faces, it's, it, it's they're hidden right in front of you. In the documentary that I saw, it, it, it said that uh, Native peoples claim that there was a community of ancient Egyptians founded by the son of Cleopatra thousands of years ago. Have you heard about that? Uh, where, where did he find them? Where? Found- Arizona. Oh, no, I haven't heard about that, that one. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, yeah, History Channel. Um, and it's here. Yeah, well, when I, when I was in uh, Chichen Itza a few years ago, we hired a guide, and she pointed out some sculptures on some of the sites that resembled those on temples in India. And in your book, you show ancient car- Egyptian carvings found in ooh, Central uh, America. Uh, mm-hmm. And Mexico, dating back from 7,000 to 11,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I've actually seen some of the relics. They they discovered a cave. I think it was about four or five years ago. They discovered a cave in Central America, which had a lot of 
uh, actually ET figures and and ancient Egyptian figures that they look even older than the ones in Egypt. They had like helmets on. Uh, actually, I have a picture of that in my book. Um, and they had the Ankh and they had Anubis there. They had uh, Maat, Maat and uh, Isis. Uh, I do a really nice presentation and I show the compare the two and uh, it's amazing. But they, they said that, that, that uh, it's... Uh, thousands of relics they have found in Central America. And they, uh, this one guy uh, was uh, showing, did a presentation. It just, it's just beautiful. It's just amazing. So it's older than people think or even know this, this culture here. And Steve, uh, would you like to? uh, What what is your theory as to um, why all this is so? I mean, uh, is it that, that was the culture worldwide and uh, we didn't know it was here at the same time or somehow it's replicated or transported or it's done through spirit. What are, what's, what's your perspective on all, how this all came to be? Well, what I, what, what, well, what I, what I received, I actually downloaded through the Kashuk records. I do psychic readings that I can tune in. Uh, and they've told me that these are the ancient uh, gods and goddesses, the, the major nine are from Atlantis. And they, when Atlantis fell, they, you know, people went to Egypt because it was very safe at that time. And they brought their gods and goddesses with them. So this is over tens of thousands of years old. They've actually told me that the Atlanteans built the great pyramids, the three great pyramids in Egypt. And the reason they they built them, they were they had they utilized them in many 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 ways. They said that uh, they used uh, the three that are, that align with Orion's belt is to secure the Earth from shifting her axis to make, to kind of anchor it uh, with alignment with the Orion belt of so we don't drastically change our axis. Uh, and they said the middle pyramid is the Stargate, not the Great Pyramid, the, the middle one. And um, the, they're so they, they had a whole list of reasons why the, what they utilized the pyramids for, you know, energy, uh, ascension, healing, uh, the list goes on and on. So there's lots of lost history we don't know, unknown history. <laughs> Yes, hmm. I agree with that. Interesting. Yeah. And have you had any mystical experiences at the Red Rocks that you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much, uh, yeah. I, the the rocks actually speak to me. I know sometimes people might think that's crazy, but uh, Akhenaten wanted to... I didn't know he was... Oops, he didn't... I didn't know he was here because I found the gods and goddesses and Akhenaten's a pharaoh. So I didn't expect to find him. And then one day I'm out shooting uh, for the book, shooting the camera, and I found him. I said, Akhenaten, what are you doing here? And I took about four or five pictures of him. I brought him home, put him in the computer. He wasn't there. And I'm like, whoa, that's never happened before. I saw him plain as day. Three days later, I found him in a whole different area. And I said, oh, 
you want to be in the book, don't you? And he goes, yes, I want to be in the book. <laughs> I swear I heard him say that. So I found him and uh, he, he's, he's here. He goes, he did mention, he said to me, he goes, I am a lot older than they say I am. That's how he said it. And I said, okay, there's a lot. And here is a picture. See, <laughs> there he is. Yeah, profile. Yeah. So, yeah, the book is uh, pretty mind-blowing. And then uh, after I found Thoth, I found Thoth two places. And then the spirit came in and said, okay, now find the kings and the queens. And I went, what? I would have never noticed unless they mentioned it to me. And I found in one week, I found three sets of kings and queens. Now, Atlantis talks about the 12 kings and they had wives. So I have found, I think, um, I don't remember the count, but I think I found probably a good uh, eight or nine kings and then uh and some have queens with them and they're all in the book plain as day and it's funny like i said they're hidden in plain sight you just don't know until you you know i guess get the information and um so then then uh you know in a whole different area they've actually said the spirit guide said that uh there's a uh, bell rock which is a one of the rocks here and they said, that is a, a lion sphinx. And I kept looking at it and not seeing a lion until the lighting was right. Four or five o'clock in the afternoon, boom, that lion just came out. And he said, this is the lion's gate. It's a lion kingdom. And it's not a bell. It is a crown. <laughs> the lion king. And I had, it's plain as day in the book. And there's a pyramid right in front of him. He's sitting on his throne. And, and it's the whole lion sphinx. And right across from that is Ganesh and a baby and the mother, I call it. And I found Kwan Yin uh, all in that same area. There have different cultures everywhere. It's just a really lost history that no one knows about. I mean, we pretty much, uh, the people have discovered Sedona here um, in the early 1900s. And that, that's pretty much like 100 years of information. That's all they know. Yeah. And have you done any work with the vortexes there? Oh, yeah. They're, and they're all over. They talk about five or seven of them. And there's, you know, there's over, there's hundreds. Yeah, they're everywhere. And they move around. So it's not like they're staying in one spot. Uh, can you tell, uh, maybe uh, not everyone who's listening uh, has been to uh, wonderful Sedona. Can you tell us what the vortexes are? Yeah, they're energy um, portals. They're actually, uh, some people call them stargates. Uh, there's what they call male and female ones. The female ones go to the left. They spin to the left and they go in, They like they draw you in. Like if you're standing in that vortex of a female, you're feeling like you're being pulled in to the rocks and the males are they spin to the right and you feel like you're going to actually take off and uh, float off the ground so they are some kind of uh, portals and they have them in the grand canyon also which is amazing have you done any ceremonies there or? oh yeah hundreds uh yeah i've done uh hopi ceremonies they invited me to play drums on some of their um 
ceremonies here where the kachinias actually came in, which is huge vortex. And uh, they talk about the kachinas, which are the star people. And uh, yeah, I've done so a lot of different ceremonies here. And just on and on. Yeah. And uh, you are also a musician. And mm-hmm. what, what is your, um, your main instrument? Is actually drums. Uh, I play keyboards, which is a percussion instrument. And when I do my composing, and um, but I've been playing drums for since I was 15 years old. I played in New York City with rock bands actually for 20 years, playing at Studio 54 and you know the Cat Club and uh, Max's uh, CBGBs, all those clubs. I did that all when I was in my teens, and uh, and then I went solo, and I was always fascinated with how sound affects you emotionally and physically and. That's when I got into sound healing, and I actually went solo after that, and guided by the angels on that one too. And um, uh, Archangel Gabriel came to me when I was overnight in the Great Pyramid, and he told me, "Color, light, sound. Seven is a sacred number. Seven is a sacred number." And I said, "Oh, this is in 1997," and uh, I said, that "He's talking about the chakras, the, the colors of the rainbow." And he's telling me there's an activational tone for each chakra. Now, this is before any chakra CDs were really out. Um, And so I went home and I said I was very excited. And people don't realize, you know, angels are real. Archangel Gabriel is a musician. You know, people go, what? They said, I said, Gabriel, come blow your horn. He's a horn player. Right. So he helped me with the tones of the Chakra CD and Chakra Journey CD and it became number one and for uh, healing and activation. Um, it took four years to do it because he kept stopping me. And what was very interesting was uh, when he uh, the Twin Towers fell in New York City and the next day he comes in, he goes, OK, it's time now. Because he kept stopping me for four years now. And to, so that's right after that is when I, everything just went smoothly and I recorded the CD and it came out that year. And I, it's a timing thing. He's teaching me about timing. Um, I'm a drummer. <laughs> but I mean, that's timing when to come out with certain things for the, for the planet. And it was, you know, when everybody really needed healing at that time. And it, and it worked. So if the, if whoever received it. So... And um, feel very honored. So I don't I, I don't give myself all the credit. He definitely helped me on that one. And then I have a whole chakra series now because of it. Uh, uh, Color Light Sound, the DVD, uh, the book. I wrote the book about awakening the chakras. Yeah. yeah but hold that thought because uh, we're going to take a short break. Okay. And so our guest today is Deborah Thunderby, author of Sedona, Faces in the Rocks. Ancient Egypt found in Sedona, Arizona. And so we're going to take a short break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? 
Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at Junaverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junawotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome back to Voices for the New Age. I'm Juno Wotan, and uh, with me here is my co-host, Steve Sokolow. And our guest today is Deborah Thunderbeat author of Sedona, Faces in the Rocks, Ancient Egypt Found in Sedona, Arizona. And she's also a multi-award winner, a musician, composer, author, teacher, speaker, and a pioneer in sound healing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, before the break, uh, we, were, you, we were talking about your involvement in music and um, you have some, yeah, and your spirit guides and how you um, developed um, a chakra CDs and a DVD, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wrote the chakra book, uh, Awakening the Chakras, and a uh, chakra poster, Kwan Yin, on the front cover, and she is a sound healer. I'm, after researching her, she worked with Color Light Sound. <laughs> And so, Steve, do you you want to? Sure. Well, as you were talking, I was reminded of an experience that I had uh, in Sedona um, Mm. at at Bell Rock, at at that vortex. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a Reiki master, uh, I was taught by Juna that I could give Reiki uh, to the planet. And so when when I was at the top of Bell Rock, 
I got down on my hands and knees and I uh, channeled the Reiki energy right into the rock. Uh, and I was also told that uh, when you give spirit a gift, the spirit will give you a gift. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when we came down from the rock, we went to the bookstore. And in the bookstore, I was guided to uh, Carolyn Mace's book, Anatomy of the Spirit, and her description of the chakras completely aligned with uh, some of the writing that uh, my partner and I, Paul Houston, had been doing. And we were able to organize some of the principles that we ultimately uh, put into three books uh, in accordance with the uh, uh, chakra uh, uh, energies. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that's very much in line with what you're talking about. Ah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. They said um, that, like I said, that area where Bell Rock is, is the Lion Kingdom area. And then uh, up by where the Egyptians are, where I found most, most of the Egyptian statues, um, they're all basically just in one area. And they, uh, Spirit said that's where the bird tribe is. Now, if you think about the Egyptians, you know, Maat and, and, and uh, Isis and Thoth and Ra, they were all birds, all of them. So there, Ra is a sunbird, uh, Thoth is an ibis bird, uh, you know, so they, they, and so they said this whole area is the bird tribe area where I found most of the ancient Egyptian figures. And the Native Americans talk about the Kachinas, which are uh, birds, they all have wings, and the star people. So there is some, definitely some connection there. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's fascinating. It's uh, like a, this book just came out, and people are just, uh, you know, going going crazy on it. I found, um, besides kings and queens, I have found a whole section of birds in the book. Um yeah, people can go on my online and look at some of the pictures uh, on my website at SedonaAZ.org um, and uh, see for yourself, SedonaAZ.org. But uh, the sound healing I've been doing uh, since 19, in the early, uh, mid-90s, I think, more than I think about it. And uh, like I said, I was always fascinated. So I did my own research and how these the tones affect a person's body and their emotions. And, um, you know, then I did my, my uh, research on the chakras. And uh, so that's the kind of sound healing I do. I work with the chakras with the tones. Uh, some, there's a lot of people that do different kinds of ways of sound healing, but really those chakras with the sound really helps. Sound healing is amazing. I, uh, Edgar Casey even said, uh, sound will be the medicine of the future, and I say the future is now. Um, I've helped people with uh, tremendous pain. They've tried everything, like I said, chiropractors and you know other doctors. And uh, this one lady, I have a testimony on my website where she uh, tried everything, and I did a sound healing one session. And she she calls me like in a week. She goes, the pain is still gone, and uh, I said well call me you know keep in touch with me let me know how long this goes on she called me every month for three months she goes it's gone she said i've been working years on trying to get rid of this pain and um i really boil it down to emotional a lot of emotional issues so 
so with people holding on to stuff which creates pain in your body i just put the two and two together it makes total sense so yeah i mean and it helps relieve anxiety stress fear um and insomnia as a lot of my sessions uh uh, sound healing sessions do. I've noticed that. And then, of course, it raises your frequency and uh, so your awareness expands. And uh, your uh, music products are at SiriusStargate.com? That's downloads, yes. You can download and listen for free all my music. Every single CD I do is totally different. Um, I have like an Egyptian CD. I, I have a Mayan CD. I have a cosmic CD and it's basically when I go to sacred sites, I come home and write a CD immediately. It, all that energy is downloaded in me. And um, I, do you remember Jose Aguerlis? Uh, oh, yeah. he, he was a dear friend of mine and he, he uh, loved my Mayan CD. He goes, Oh, it reminds me of home. He said, and it's like, Oh, he's so beautiful. And, um, and my that won many awards of best world and best new age music and um, my Egyptian CD. Um, I was guided with that one too. With I went to Egypt the second time and I said uh, I didn't hear any ancient Egyptian music. And I said I said I was hearing music like Middle Eastern music and they were doing Middle Eastern rap music. And I said no, this is not ancient. <laughs> Right. So I came home and I actually prayed. This really works. I prayed to Ra, the sun god. I said, please give me the ancient Egyptian melody list. So I prayed to him for three days, woke me up for seven days at one o'clock in the morning, seven days in a row with a different melody line for that CD. And that's how I wrote it. Wow. Um, Magical. So, um, yeah, pretty much all my CDs are very magical. And I uh, have a Native American CD. I have to look to see how many I've done so many. Um, I have a Dissension CD uh, that really raises your vibration, and which is very needed right today, you know. And, uh, and then I do uh, DNA activations to help you remember who you are and why you are here. Yeah, I saw that. Can you tell us more about explain what, what that process is? Yes. Um, well, I work with, uh, well, first of all, I was initiated to do this work. It's very ancient. It's from the Keys of Enoch. And it's the 22 Golden Light Codes. It's my personal sessions, the 22 DNA activations. And uh, I work with uh, two angels there, uh, Metatron and Archangel Raphael. He's a healer, a healing angel. And um, we do that session together with, with a person and tune in to uh, their DNA and we uh, do 15 different steps of the activation, uh, the, you know, repairing damaged DNA, which everyone has from bad water, bad foods, air pollution, you know, uh, that, that damages our DNA. So I, I heal the DNA, I activate and get rid of like old stuff, uh, karmic stuff not really karmic but uh it's like um how do i say it's uh people who stuck in the dna of the family so family family karma 
Yeah, family karma. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like what they haven't passed over, and so I send them to the light. It's a, it's really profound. I'm one of twelve people that does this work in the country, and I can do it through Skype, which I usually do, and or in person if you're in Sedona. And uh, so then I embed the twenty-two golden light codes, and it, it's, it would take me about a half hour just to go through what everything it does. But all that information is on my website at SedonaAZ.org. Um, and we can do uh, sessions if you're ready to to go to the next level, you know. Um, plus, I have a 12 DNA activation CD. Most people have only four or five uh, strands of DNA activated in their in their system when they come in, and uh, this helps you a basic foundation of of uh, you know helping you remember your knowledge that you've had that you forgot. So that's really profound, you know, uh, remembering. Yeah. And uh, what what website is that on? That is actually on my download site also. But if you want the full information, the 22 DNA activation session is at SedonaAZ.org. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and do you have any uh, events coming up that uh, our listeners should know about? Um, yeah, I do a conference every April in Sedona. So if you want to experience the magical Sedona, come. It's so much fun, but we have, uh, it's called Sedona Cosmic Awakening. And we have that, like I said, every year. This year, we're going to, next year, actually. Um, you can go to SedonaCosmicAwakening.com and see who uh, our speakers will be. We're still filling it up uh, with other speakers, but Probably uh, by January 1st, we'll have everybody on board. But that's always fun. That's our seventh year. People come from all over the Well, they used to come from all over the world. Now that COVID has shut down the international travel. Um, but people from the United States, have come, they come and it's, it's fun and you meet your star family. And Steve, would you like to comment on that? Well, you talked about sound and I think also light uh, as being the modality for uh, essentially medicine of the future. Are you aware of a number of the devices that are now out there uh, being used in uh, actually in many medical practices uh, to uh, promote healing? Yeah, they're, they're, I call it, they're waking up. (laughs) (laughs) They're finally getting it. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah. Because color is, every color is a knowledge and an information. And when you're, when I do the um, personal sound healing sessions, I use the color light and sound and I have them visualize the colors and breathe them in shamanic breath work. It really works. So I'm glad that they're getting the, like the med beds and all kinds of things together. Yeah. That's wonderful. We need that. And you've also uh, worked on uh, putting together a uh, productions combining sound and, and dance. Yes. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah. I've done. Uh, I've uh, written a Egyptian sun show, a theatrical show, um, which is based on the ancient Egyptian creation story of the gods and the goddesses, not the pharaohs and the queens, the gods and the goddesses. And it talks about each one of their powers and through dance and light and sound. And it's 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 a lot of fun. Um so I'm hoping to get that off the ground soon. I need a little help there financially, but um, it's uh, many. I have won four major awards for that 
show the soundtrack and the, you know, some of the production I've already done. And I'm excited about that one, Egyptian Sun. You can actually go to my website and look at the video, Egyptian Sun. Uh, which web, which uh, website? Uh, um, Egyptian, well, you could probably go to egyptiansunshow.com or just sedonaaz.org and click on Egyptian Sun and you can see the video. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I have uh, the Egyptian Sun CD available. And, you know, that one, that one just won a major Las Vegas Music Award. So, congratulations. Working, <laughs> working hard. <laughs> And Steve, do you want to say anything? Uh, just that I have found all this uh, fascinating. Okay. Uh, it aligns with uh, a lot of the things that I have uh, come across in uh, other uh, other ways. And I look forward to checking out your website. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we're almost out of time, but uh, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Uh, let's see. Um well, I'm always uh, just writing away. I'm working on other new CDs. Uh, um, but I, yeah, if anybody would like any sessions with me I, or readings, I can do readings over uh, either the phone or the Skype 22 DNA activations, which is very empowering. As if you're ready to be, uh, everybody's ready, you, you know. Well, I've got to raise our frequency and go to the next level. Um, so those are the things I work on, helping people, helping people. That's what it is. <laughs> Wonderful. Our guest today has been Deborah Thunder- Thunderbeat, author of Sedona, Faces in the Rocks, Ancient Egypt Found in Sedona, Arizona. And you can contact her at thunderbeat.com and seriousstargate.com and the other one is sedonaaz.org. Yeah. Okay. They're all going to, yeah, they're, they're pretty much, uh, go, whatever's easier for you to remember. Sedonaaz.org is usually easiest. And uh, but if you want to hear the music for free and you can download it, uh, is SiriusStargate.com. Yeah. And you can experience all the CDs there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, Steve will interview me about my karmic healing sessions. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at Junaverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junowotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome. This is Steve Sokolow here with my co-host, Juno Wotan. Uh, Juno, you offer in-person or remote healing processes called karmic healing. Can you tell us how that works? Yes. Uh, So with uh, the pandemic, um, I started to do a lot more uh, remote sessions and and find that there is just as powerful as in-person. But basically, um, using a, a combination of Reiki, which is a vibrational healing energy and uh, hypnotherapy, uh, a person is guided into a very deep state of relaxation and expanded awareness. And then once that uh, takes place, uh, I then guide the person to begin to scan their energy body and just report anything that they notice that might be uncomfortable or unusual. Uh, for example, um, uh, one person said, you know, uh, I feel like a heaviness in my chest. And so then we work on uh, creating an image of it, of, um, you know, how, how big is it? If you had given an image, what would it be? Uh, a boulder, how much does it weigh? 300 pounds. What's it made out of? Granite. And what color is it? Black. And so then uh, we find that uh, once the person locates that where they're holding something in their energy field, in their, uh, in their body cellular memory, as well as in their aura, 
then we work together to release it. And sometimes then something will come to me, which will be like, um, uh, you know, where you, uh, I, I feel one parent was very critical of you growing up and, and it'd be like, oh my God, yes, was my mother. And then that person will talk about uh, what that was like. And in that process, uh, the block then begins to dissolve. Uh, and then once we, and once that starts to diminish, we call in the person that the person is incomplete with. So we call in the person's mother and we would do a forgiveness process. And because once the person then uh, looks at their challenging situations in an expanded light, they can see that their challenges brought them growth, usually, that they learn something from the experience. And that's the jewel. That's the jewel of wisdom. And so they, um, and sometimes it could be related to their childhood or sometimes even a past life might pop up. Uh, and so we work on forgiveness because that's the key to healing. And in doing so, uh, the person can sometimes have an emotional release uh, as well as have that insight into um, how they've grown and developed from that. And then uh, that space then clears and we fill it with light um, which is the person's own creative essence. And so what they find is that their life changes in some way. So they're able to be more peaceful, perhaps more creative, have more fun, uh, participate more, make more of a difference in all their relationships. Uh, and so that's the, the process it, itself. And, uh, you know, and so we go through and, clear as many blockages as, uh, as needed for the session. Well, how does this uh, process relate to a person's you know, subconscious or what we might call their autopilot? Well, our subconscious is always recording. And, um, and for example, did, did you ever get in your car and you're driving and, um, you know, you get to your destination and yet, you know, you were driving, but you, you were maybe thinking about uh, what you were going to have for dinner or, or, you know, something else. Because we've programmed ourselves, you know, you know how to drive so that we can kind of go on autopilot a lot of the time. And that the problem is, is that um, uh, it's, it's that when we're on autopilot, we are living in reaction as opposed to consciously creating our reality. So it's all about response. And so sometimes um, it's easy to get um, triggered into a, a past upset when we're on automatic all the time. Did that answer your question? It does. It, uh, but, and now, you also use crystals. Does, does, do crystals play a role in the healing process as well? Oh, yes. And if, um, in, if a person comes in for in-person session, uh, I place uh, 
crystals on the person's body. And um, if we do it remotely, I have a little altar set up here uh, next to the computer. And so um, the, the crystalline energy, which uh, has a certain vibrational energy. So, for example, like a, a rose quartz is really good for any heart healing, um, you know, issues. And so it works remotely in that way. And so vibrationally, along with the Reiki that's being sent, uh, it they the crystals then help in integrating and releasing. Uh, you know, releasing old issues and then integrating uh, a new affirmation or a new positive suggestion about how they want their life to go. So once you understand the issues, you have a sense of which chakra is involved and then you know which crystals to use to help uh, relieve whatever uh, blockages are there. Yeah, or some, or just intuitively, I will know which one because mm. I, I've been working with crystals since the 1980s, and uh, I have a really uh, friendly relationship with them. Very, uh, you know, I always take them when you know take some when I travel, or um, you know, I'm very connected to those energetic um, and the spirits that embody them as well. I also know that you do something called crystal dreaming, and I've personally experienced that. It's another modality that you use to help promote healing. So I just thought I'd mention that. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, and that's also very profound, uh, uh, but that can only be done, uh, that, that I only do in person, where mm-hmm. a person actually lies on a mat in a mandala of 50 beautiful crystals and the crystals then stimulate your pineal gland. And so we just do a very small guided meditation and it's not really deep hypnotherapy, but because the crystals do the work. Time to shift gears now. Okay. Well, um, and uh, if you'd like uh, to be on my mailing list about information, please email me at junawotan at me.com. And so, Steve, um, why is balance an important principle of leadership in life? Well, leadership is a balancing act. Leaders must maintain their own physical, mental, and emotional balance while being attuned to the same issues in their organizations. Being centered is being in balance psychologically and energetically. It represents stability. Energy flows freely when systems are balanced. Leaders strive to create balance in all aspects of their organization. Balanced systems maximize energy output and foster efficiency. We're interested in efficiency because we want to use our energy wisely. And does our vulnerability to negative energy increase when we're out of balance? When we get physically out of balance in terms of our weight or lack of sleep or low energy, it may be a, a signal that we're out of balance in other areas as well. When we become ill, our body is telling us something. We're not sufficiently in balance to withstand the negative energy or toxicity that may reside within us or around us. 
When you get out of bounds, you're vulnerable, creating the conditions for bad things to enter your life. Can you give us an example? Well, essentially, when we're out of balance, we're in a weakened state. And when we're weakened energetically, uh, it's a time when um, not, things not only break down physically, but they can break down emotionally. And we're just very susceptible then to the toxicity around us. And how does the principle of balance apply to our state of being and our capacity for doing? Well, being and doing are intertwined. It's not just being a leader and acting as a leader that's important. It's about the kind of leader that you want to be, a wise one. When you achieve a sense of balance between what you do and who you really are, then you're going to move things in a good direction and function more effectively. Sometimes you may be more of a doer, and sometimes you may be more in touch with your inner self, which I call being, but both are important. And over time, we can achieve a better balance between them. And, and so does life show us when we're out of balance? Life has a way of slapping us around when we're out of balance. The more you resist the signals life is sending you, the louder those warning signals become. The signals may be health-related, work-related, relationship-related, family-related, or just from the vicissitudes of life. You need to be alert to pick up the signals that are coming in. Wise leaders know that when life is not going well, it's a time to step back, look at the big picture, try to figure out what's out of balance, and then address it. And we're almost out of time. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? Yeah, well, one of the questions is how could we foster balance in our lives? And, you know, being aware that you're out of balance is a good starting point. We need to develop the tools to get into balance, such as an active reading life, exercising, nutritional balance, taking vacations, using downtime to do something other than working, take 20-minute power naps, take 10 to 15-minute walks, in the middle of the day to get your body moving and get fresh air, or simply close your door, hold calls to meditate, or do some deep belly breathing or stretching and focusing on your breath. All of these things will help bring you back into balance. Well, thank you, Steve. That was Dr. Steve Sokolow, author and executive director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. He's available for lectures, media appearances, workshops, and coaching sessions. And you can contact him at cfel.org. And you've been listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. Steve and I will be back next week with Belinda Farrell, author of Find Your Friggin' Joy. She'll be talking about ancient Hawaiian healing techniques to reach your higher self. Thanks for listening. And see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Voices for the New Age. Please join your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow, next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to share more about your better self next week.